Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello and welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast. This is Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the show. And this week I am bringing you an episode that's just me speaking. If you listened to my podcast episode a couple weeks ago with Karina Gardner, she mentioned off the microphone, but I shared it with you, that she said, hey, you should do a little bit more of just you sharing your business expertise with your listeners. And I really like that idea, actually. I want to really dive in and share more that's going to help you as a business owner from the things that I've experienced. And one of the questions that I get from past students or listeners of the podcast is about the email list. And the the questions that I've heard are, what do I send in my email list? You know, I see people cranking out all these patterns. I'm not doing that. So I don't have like a new pattern to be sharing every month. So what, what am I supposed to share and how, what, what's the deal with the email list? So I just want to really dive into that today and I'm going to share all about it because, because it's really important for the health of your business. So today let's talk about what to send in your emails and how often to send your emails. So things that that we'll touch on today, the importance of growing a list, but that is a topic for another day. What I'm going to talk about today is once you have people on your email list, even if it's one person, what to do with that. So, all right, let's talk about this. First, let me state again why email lists are important. Again, I have heard it. I know that people are like, "Eh, emails aren't really relevant. Isn't that kind of like a dying thing? People are on social media more or this or that. No one's checking their emails. I am here to preach again that that is not true. That email list, the success of your business and your sales is directly correlated with the size of your email list. The bigger your email list the more sales you will get. That is just a fact, and it's something that I heard multiple times from specialists in marketing and business, and I was skeptical myself at first, but now I have seen it, and I have seen it with enough of my students to know it actually is true. It it is just, it's a numbers game. So the more people on your list, the more sales you're going to get. The beautiful thing about that, let's just, talk about that for a minute because some people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to focus on an email list. Like how, what, why? So the beautiful thing about this is let's just talk about social media fatigue. I know that we all have it because I, I'm a human being who's out on social media and I talk to people. We're tired of social media, the hustle of having to create And now, especially with Instagram, the videos, I don't know a single person, maybe one, but beyond that, no one else is excited about these changes and the amount of work that goes into creating content and the fact that we just want to see a photo, right? Well, guess what? We don't own that platform, Instagram, 
It's not ours. So we kind of have to do what they want us to do. If they are going to start doing only videos, guess what? Then we have to do only videos. If they are going to show the photos less, it's just out of our control. Uh, we don't get to do or say we're a free visitor using that platform. So we play by their rules. And it's not unique to Instagram. I mean, it used to be MySpace and now that's gone. And every, the only thing that's constant is that these platforms are going to change. And that is exhausting because we have to pivot and change and tweak what we're doing. Or you can have an email list where you play by your rules. You get to do whatever you want to do. You don't need to go and see, for, or the world to see how many people are on your list. You know, that's one thing with social media that can really play a mind trick is seeing, oh, this person's growing their, their audience by this much, but I'm not. Well, shoot, they must be doing better in their business than I am. Your email list is completely private and it's actually a better indicator of the health of your business than how many followers you have on Instagram. So again, you play by your rules. You get to do what you want. You don't want to make any videos or do any dancing around. You don't have to. There are some tips that I'm going to talk about so that your email is received well. You don't need to worry about, is social media going to shut down? What if my account gets hacked? What if I just don't want to make this kind of thing or, or be a head case about how other people are doing compared to me? My friend, you are in luck. It is in the email list. So let's talk about, let's dive in. You've got this email list. You are inviting people. In fact, one of my biggest tips that I'm going to touch on again, I, I hope because it's in my notes here. You, every time your audience grows anywhere, you want to have that correlate to your email list. So if your audience is growing on social media, it should also be growing in your email list. How do you do that? By telling people, like, let's say you make a reel for Instagram and you're showing how to, I don't know, make a half square triangle. You would just say, hey, if this is helpful to you, I have a free PDF download in the link in my bio. Go grab that. So the content that you make, you want to be thinking about how can I get people to join my email list because of this content? You don't just want to create content to get a bigger audience. You want to create content to get people on your email list. So that's a big mind shift change for a lot of people. But once you think that way, your list will just start growing. So many other ways to grow the list. Again, topic for another day. But once you have this list, you want to have fun with it. Remember that these people on your list, it's not just this like ambiguous thing. It's actually individuals and people who have thoughts and feelings and emotions and they're there because you have thoughts and feelings and emotions and they're there for that human connection. So have fun, you know, try different things with your email. So things that you can, you know, when I say play with ideas, what I mean is try sharing some different things. Do you like reading books? share what book you've read lately and give a little review of it. You know, like this one was amazing or whatever, you know, I didn't resonate with this as much. I will say to try to stay positive in your emails. So as much as you might be sharing different things, we have enough negativity in the world. And I'm not saying to like lie about things. I'm just saying to look for the positive in things. So let's say you read a book that you didn't love. 
it's not as fun to read some, you know, someone saying like, I hated this book, it was terrible, but to, in a polite way, say, I found the characterization to be not as relatable, uh, but I, just to make it sound a little bit not so negative Nancy. That doesn't resonate well with people. So favorite books, music. I love music. You could share a new album, a new artist, um, any, any kind of thing that in that area. Do you like to discover new drinks, new recipes? You can share those with people. And that can be a fun little subculture, you know, with your people that you connect on and get to know, know about each other. Share what you've been working on. So this is a big one because, I mean, if you just send out an email where you're sharing your favorite books and stuff, that should just be like garnish in your email. The substance of your email should be your business and what you're doing. So that's where people are like, well, I, what, what do I share? Because I'm not coming up with a new pattern or new something to sell every week or every month. And I'm saying every month here, we're going to dive into how often, but I'm just using that reference for the time being of how often to send emails, but we'll dive into how often to send them soon. But if, you know, someone's saying, I'm not creating content every month, what, what should I be sending? Well, you're doing something with your business, you know, whether it's, I'm thinking about designing a new pattern, I'm looking for fabric for a new pattern, I, I've actually been in a bit of a creative slump. There's something that's going on with your business and so you can share that with people. Uh, even if it's this month we were out of town or I got a little sick and so I had to put the business on the side burner. Um, again, not to be too negative Nancy and like, oh, life's been so miserable, you know, but to just be honest about what's going on in your life. And you will be surprised how many people can relate with the ebb and flow of creativity and productivity. So it's not like you have to pretend that you're this robot who's pumping out content all the time, but you can share what your journey looks like, what your thought processes are. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out, I'm working on a new pattern and I want to do something that's modern and chic. I can't wait to share with you what I come up with. Here's some of the colors that I'm looking at using. You know, leaving a little bit of intrigue. You don't want to share like, here's the design. You want to build up some curiosity and get people wanting to come back for more. So if you share little teasers of what you're working on, um, here's some different color palettes I'm thinking of. I can't wait to share what I end up deciding on. That leaves people with, you know, it's like at the end of a TV show. There's, they never leave you feeling satisfied. They leave you wanting more. Like, hmm, I better come back next month or next week and see what she ended up going with. Or I wonder how she got out of that creative slump that she was in. I wonder if her ideas worked. Um, so just really sharing your real life experiences and what you're going through. So it doesn't have to be a product. Here's this end result, end result, end result. The idea is to share your journey, to kind of remove the curtain and let people have a sneak peek into your, your process. That's very valuable to people. It's, it's a, there's a lot of intrigue about you know, imagine your favorite, and again, I'm talking to mostly quilters here, but your favorite quilt pattern designer or fabric designer, if they sent out a monthly or weekly email and shared what they were doing that week and their process or a drawing that they had, and we're going to see how that will turn into fabric. That's something that's 
appealing to you because you're interested in that. And so you would look forward to, ooh, what do they have this week? What have they been doing this week? So let your, your email subscribers join you on your journey. Another thing that I find helpful with emails is to make categories. This is helpful both for you and your reader. And if, if you're not at a point where you don't have categories that you feel like you could be consistent with, that's fine. But if you've gotten to a point where you're like, oh, every month, every week, every two weeks, however often you're sending your email, I could definitely talk on my latest blog post, then have that be a category. I could definitely talk on my creative process, what I've been doing. Make that a category. I can definitely share a personal note, something that's been going on in my life. Make that a category. And that way, your readers get to know, oh, she generally are, you know, talks about these things, and they come to expect that and look forward to it. So for me, I have categories that I usually follow. There, you know, I might vary from it given what's going on at a certain week. But my different categories are my guest blog post. So every week I have a guest on my blog and they share some kind of tutorial or tip or trick. So I share what that guest blog post has been. Every week I have a podcast. So I share a little category of the podcast. Then I have a category where I share a latest make or something from the membership, a highlight from the membership. I like to share on a personal note, something from my life that's been going on. And then I got this idea, sometimes I'll switch out on a personal note with sharing my team, people who are on my team at Quilters Candy and what they do. I feel like, um, I think I saw that in someone else's email and I thought that was kind of cool. And I thought that my readers might like to see, you know, remove that curtain and see who I've got here with me and how I'm doing all these things where it might just look like I'm doing so much, but really I, I have people who help me do that and here's who they are and here's what they do. So I realized that I have these categories because I've been in the business for a while, you know, even probably a year ago, I would not have, well, yeah, I didn't have a weekly podcast a little over a year ago and I didn't have guest blog posts every week. So it was much more sporadic. And I definitely wasn't sending out a weekly email. That's been something in the last year. So keep in mind, I've been in business for a while. So don't freak out if you're like, every week? Ugh. I mean, that works for me because I legitimately have new content every week. But if you don't have as much content, just you want to be staying in touch with the people on your list. So try aim for once a month to reach out to people. And I say that I know some people who send out a quarterly email, that is an idea, but think about the purpose of your email list. You are wanting to form a friendship with your audience. You want to be on their mind. You want them to be remembering you, knowing you, thinking about you. It's not a good look if you just send an email out whenever you're trying to sell something. That's the fastest way to, to get people to spam, mark you as spam, or unsubscribe, you really want to focus on building a friendship and nurturing a, a relationship. And some tips for that are to, when you write, we've talked about some things to write about, but now let's talk about how you write. So when you write your email, you should write it in a tone that's conversational. And if that isn't natural for you, I know this sounds weird, but 
record yourself speaking on your phone or however. I mean, that's the only way I can think of on my phone, maybe on your computer. Record yourself speaking and sharing what's going on. So let's say you want to talk about a new book that you just read. Record yourself talking about the book and then go back and listen to it and type out the words that you actually said. And I know that sounds tedious, but I kid you not, it will really pay off because, and if you do this a couple times, you'll get used to writing the way that you talk, which some people that comes more naturally for. So let me give an example of some wording. One's an example, there's the same message, but one is going to be more relatable and more conversational. So let me share. Example one. I learned that using fat quarters is the most efficient way to make my new pattern. All right, example one. Example two. Y'all, I discovered a huge time and money saver with my new pattern simply by using pre-cuts. So, exact same message, but the second one was way more conversational. First of all, I started with y'all. That's for me, I'm in Texas use it differently or whatever, don't use it, but, but you get the idea to make it conversational. And then the first one's just a little stiff and a little boring. It sounds very like textbook. I learned that using fat quarters is the most efficient way to make my new pattern. First of all, what's in it for the listener? Oh, good for you. I'm glad you found that out. In the second example, listen how I turned it to have value for the email reader. Y'all, I discovered a huge time and money saver with my new pattern simply by using pre-cuts. All of a sudden, you're talking to them and in what interests them. You are saving them time and you are saving them money. So in that first one, yeah, you learned it's more efficient to use fat quarters to make your new pattern. Who cares? Why, why would they care? So this is diving into some deeper, uh, more advanced writing that takes practice but just think about it, have it on your radar. When you are writing to your email list, what is in it for them? Why, yes, it's great to talk about your process and what's happening, but try to spin it in a way of like, why, why would they care? Why is this gonna benefit them? For example, if you're in a rut, a creative rut, ask your listeners a question. Say, have you ever been in a rut? What's helped you? To, to get out of that. First of all, they're gonna know that you actually care about them and people love to share feedback and advice. Tr- trust me, you might get a little more than you bargained for. But then even to take it a step further, after people have responded to you, you could put together a list, you know, anonymous. I wouldn't put people from your list and share that, but just say, it was so helpful to get feedback. Here are some ideas that you all shared when someone's in a creative rut and share that with them. And all of a sudden now they have this tangible, oh, when I'm feeling in a slump, this person shared what to do and how, you know, they'll save that email, it's a value to them. So when I say, you know, share things that are of value, let me, let me share some more. I've shared a couple things, but that might feel overwhelming. Like, ooh, how do I add value when I'm not giving, you know, ideas of what's in a slump? When I'm not giving ideas of what to do when you're in a slump. So let's, I just wrote down a few ideas. Things that are of value to your reader. Learning what your creative process is. So seeing your drawings, seeing how you design something. 
Again, this is because they're intrigued or they're possibly interested in doing it themselves or they're excited for this new pattern that's just coming out and they want to know little teasers about that. Something else that is of value is getting to know you better because you are a friend. They want to build a friendship and a relationship and that's a value. So using your email as a conversation of a way to get to know them and of them to really get to know the real you, that's a value. Having a good laugh. People love to have a good laugh, be entertained, to be uplifted. If your email can bring a little bit of cheer, if you can be a little creative in, in sharing something funny or quirky, that's a value. Sharing a time, money saver, maybe a secret sale, anything that saves them a resource of theirs, that is a value. Exclusive content. If you share a story that's only in your email, you share a tidbit of a hack, you know, that they can only find in your email, which is also a great way to grow your email list. If in, you know, a story or on Instagram or another platform, you tell people, I'm going to be sharing this thing. You can only get it on my email list. That's enticing and people like that. It's also a value to ask questions to understand the needs and interests of your audience. So a lot of times we assume that we know what they want or what their questions are, and a lot of times we are not right. So, but even if we are, it's really valuable to get wording from your listeners in their own language. So let's say, for example, you're creating a quilt pattern and you're thinking of making it with curves but you're nervous because you think people are hesitant to do curves. So I, you could just, in your email, say, I am so interested or I'm intrigued about, I've been toying with the idea of making a quilt pattern that has curves. I would love to hear from you what your biggest challenges are when sewing curves. Have you conquered the curves? Uh, you know, ask them a question, a simple question, one question so it's easy for them to answer, so that it's direct but one that's also going to let them really share and use their words rather than just a yes or no. Have you ever sewn curves? You want something like, what are your biggest challenges when sewing curves? That way they will respond and use language. And then let's say they respond and say, I just, I'm trying to think what a concern would be with curves. I have a hard time having the fabric lay flat when I make curves or my edges never line up. Then when your pattern comes out, you can address that specifically using the language from your audience saying, I know that people have questions about how to get the edges to line up when you're sewing curves, or sometimes the fabric doesn't lay flat. Guess what? I have some tips that will help you with that. And all of a sudden, your audience, that's a value. And you know it's a value because you know that that's a question that they had. So really engaging with that email list, asking them questions, interacting with them. I mean, a value too could be doing a live show and tell with them where you invite your email list to a uh, sip and sew, uh, anything like that where you can engage with them and really connect with your audience. That's of major value. Then one thing that you can do is you can look in your own inbox and just ask yourself, what emails am I excited to get? because I know that there is at least one email that's come in the last month that you were excited to get. Many that you may not have been as excited about, but I guarantee there was one. So look at 
that email or however many emails when it's in your inbox that you get excited about and ask yourself, why am I excited about this? Is it because I really was waiting for the content that they were sharing? Was it a discount? Coupon code? Why? Was, is it because they're fun and whatever they share you just can't get enough of? But really evaluate when you get an email how you feel about that email and then remember that with your own emails, especially think about the emails you don't like getting. When you open an email and you think, ugh, waste of time, ask yourself why. When you open an email, do you like to see photos? Do you like to see GIFs? Do you, do you just want text? What appeals to you? And think about that. Then let's talk about the unsubscribes. This one is not as fun but we have got to address it because every time you send an email out to your list, people will unsubscribe. So I'm telling you that so you know that it's normal. It is a healthy part of your growth process. If that really stresses you out, just don't look at the unsubscribe numbers. You want to be aware if, if people are marking you spam a ton, but here's the deal. If you are doing the things that I'm talking about in this podcast, you don't need to worry about the unsubscribes and people marking you spam. It happens every time you send an email. It's inevitable, but it's not going to be crazy to where, like, they're going to shut down your email account because you're spamming. No. If you are doing the things that we're talking about here, you are just fine. Part of sending out the email list is finding your people. You know, if you have this huge net and here, get my free half square triangle tutorial, you're going to gather a lot more people but once they start realizing what you're about, they're going to realize if this is a place that they want to stick around and hang out, it is not personal. It is just whether or not your business is a right fit for them at that moment. So don't, don't sweat it. Again, don't look at the numbers if it's going to, to freak you out. A lot of times people unsubscribe at a certain time and then they come back later. So it's not like it's lost and gone forever. It's just that right now, what you're offering might not be the ideal fit for them, but they could very well come back in the future and join up again. And so it's a natural process. And again, people get afraid to send emails out because they're like, oh, I'm going to annoy these people. That We've really got to talk about that because why, why do you have an email list if you're not going to email those people? Is it because when you do have a sale, you want to reach out? There is really no point in having an email list if you're not emailing those people. It's a waste of your time and your space. And if they don't like what you have to offer, then they shouldn't be on your email list. And so really, I mean, that, that brings us into a whole big topic of your niche and your business, which is very important as well, and I'm just going to dabble in that. In order to start building an email list, you want to know what you're offering. You want to know what your business is. What is your niche? Why do people want to come to you? And it might alter and change, and that is totally normal. And if you're like, well, I, if you just have an inkling of an idea at this point, you could still build your list. But as you narrow down your niche and you get really specific with what you're offering, it's very normal for people to leave the list because at first they probably came for something else and now you're narrowing down your niche to this other thing, that's okay because you only want to be reaching out to the people who want what you offer. 
And so it's, it's more about finding the right connection, finding the right people. I would rather have a list of 10 people who are diehard super fans than a list of 10,000 people who don't really want to hear from me and find it annoying that I'm emailing them. So in order to have a successful, healthy email list, you first need to know what you're offering and, and have that niche narrowed down. Like I said, don't freak out if you end up pivoting. Just know that people are going to unsubscribe a bit from your list. And that's, that's actually what you want because you want to find people who are interested in what you have. So it's same with like if someone has an Instagram account that's a family account and they have 500 people and they start a business and they're like, well, should I just switch this one to a business account so that I can keep those people? No, mm -mm. those people are there for your family thing. They're not there for your business. And once you start changing it to a business, they're going to be like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. I'm out. So no, you start a business account. Same with your email. You're starting a new business. You start a new email account and you find people who are there for what you are offering. So let's kind of recap the things that, that we've talked about. So first of all, step one, you want to have a business where you know what you offer. Number two, you want to start growing your email list. And remember, that's really the heartbeat of your business. It's not just a plan to have an email list, it is the plan. The healthier your email list is, the healthier your business is. You will have more sales that come from your email list than from anywhere else. So definitely focus on growing the email list. And whenever your audience grows elsewhere, remember to point them to your email list. Give them incentives to join your list. If you're making a reel, if you're making a post, remember to point people to have a call of action, a CTA, call to action in your posts Really, every single one should have one. And often you want that to be to click the link in my bio to get this thing. And to get that thing, they join your email list. Once they're on the list, you want to nurture a relationship. You really want to become friends with them. You want them to remember who you are and to trust you, to know you, to like you. And that it is doable through email, you know, the things that we've talked about. Remember that the people on your list, they're actually people. It's not just this ambiguous list of numbers that's getting bigger. Each one of those numbers represents a living, breathing person with interests and likes and dislikes. And they are there because you are an individual person with interests and likes and you have something that appeals to them. So get to know them. Share those things with them. Talk to your email friends, like they're your good friends, you know, treat them like how I would chat if I were to go to a friend for lunch or to dinner and share with them just your real life being very natural. Now, for some of you, you might think, well, I'm, I am a bit more serious. I'm not lighthearted and goofy. That's totally fine. Then let that come across in your email list because people will be attracted to you for you. And that's what you want. Remember to share behind the scenes. So what have you been up to in your business this month? Again, it doesn't have to be an end product. You want to be sharing your process. Share the day-to-day, month-to-month, however often, you know, what, what is actually going on. And then share what's exciting that's coming up. That's a great one to get people to want to come back for more and make sure to read the next email. Give little teasers of things that you're going to be sharing or that you're looking forward to. Don't worry if you've been in a creative rut. 
You can share how you're coping with that. You can ask for advice. It's real life. We know that people are not just these robots that are pumping out content all the time. And that remember that that's relatable. And so you can absolutely talk with your audience about the ebbs and flows of your business. But I do want to remind you to, to keep it in a positive tone. No one wants to, we, like I said, we have enough negativity in the world. So even if you are having a hard time, there are ways to word that that's not just so like, well, everything's terrible, you know, but just share it in a, in a, in a realistic but positive way. Another great thing to remember is to share some personal things. So your favorite things, recipe, a book, music, nail polish, whatever you really love, share those fun things. And of course, ask questions. So it is really great to ask questions, to get to know their wants and their needs, and to really use their verbiage when you reach back out to them. You'll know that this is something they've been struggling with, or this is something they want to know more about. And so you can tailor your content to what they're actually needing and wanting. And then let's remember not to sweat the unsubscribes. It happens. It is just, it's how we grow. It's how you find your people. And so just know that that's normal and, and don't sweat about it. Don't worry about it. Know that your upward growth will be greater than the people who unsubscribe. Uh, if you are doing the things that, that I've mentioned in this podcast, then don't worry. Your email list will grow more than it shrinks. That also includes you constantly adding people to that list. So rather than just doing something one time and then, oh, this is the size of my list, you have to constantly keep trying to grow that list. So, you know, I've talked about being a guest on a blog or so many different ways to grow your email list, but you cannot just be a one and done. It's something that you have to constantly be nourishing and growing. So as well as sending out those emails, you also want to constantly be finding ways to reach a larger audience and to get people to join that email list. So I hope that this has shown you that growing and engaging in your audience is easier than you think. It really is just a matter of writing like you're writing to a friend. You've got a new BFF that you're talking about business and favorite things with. And it's doable. It's manageable. You can figure out how often works best for you. Are you going to do this monthly? Every week, every two weeks. I, like I said, I really try and aim for every month at the least. And if this has been helpful, if you have questions, if you have feedback on this, go ahead and leave a review and share with me what was helpful for you. If you have a creative business friend, go ahead and share this with them. Let them know what to share in their emails and that this is totally doable. There are some tangible things that we talked about in this podcast today that will really help you become a better writer, a better connector with your audience. So I hope that you take the things that we've talked about in this podcast and implement them. I would love to hear how that goes for you. So please reach out, leave a review, let me know how these tips work for you with your email growth. Have a wonderful week, and I will see you right here next Friday on the Craft to Career podcast. Mm-hmm.